This is a Working With Warriors podcast by the team at the Regional Men's Health Initiative. Hello and welcome. My name is Terry Melrose and I'm joined today by my fellow teammates, Glenn Duncan and Tom Hayes. How are you going, guys? Good, thanks, Terry. There you go, Terry. Going good. That's the way. Look, this podcast session is Talk to a Mate COVID-19 and we're talking about both the impact of and solutions to maintaining not only mateship, but our, our well-being in challenging times. And look, COVID-19 surf certainly you know, brought about a, a whole heap of challenges for individuals, families, communities, and society in general, well, the world. Um, when we talk about our, our health and well-being, especially our mental health and well-being, we talk about you know, two main factors to help maintaining good mental health and, and a lot of key experts and researchers and scientists have spoken about, you know, these being personal autonomy and social connection. So, so in the context of COVID-19, these fundamental pillars of our mental health have been under threat. So, you know, it's led to a whole lot of stuff around uncertainty, you know, loss of control. And look, we're just our routine's been changed. We've been out of our comfort zone, haven't we? So, so Glenn, I just wanted to throw to you just to, just to talk about and acknowledge the importance of these distressing events in our life. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, one of the things that, that we quite often talk about is the fact that um, distressing events can come in a couple of ways. One's uh, like the things that we do see coming, a bit like the, the big wave at the beach comes rolling in. Uh, you can see it, it's that, oh, crap moment, and but you, you, you hang on and, and let it wash over you and, and then try and cope with it. And then I suppose the others uh, are, are the things that we don't see coming, um, that that come out of the blue, and that COVID is is probably an example of both. Uh, I suppose that the actual uh, pandemic itself arrived, and and we we didn't know about it. Um, but I suppose the economic impact is a good example of something that we can see coming, uh, and we're we're trying to prepare ourselves for it. But Whilst COVID-19 might be an example, there are all sorts of other examples that happen to us all through all through our lives, be that in the agricultural field, um, it might be the, the, the livestock uh, shipments stopping, uh, people didn't see that or c- couldn't see that coming, it might be grain prices, it could be a poor season, uh, it could be in the resource sector, it could be to do with a, a change in the, the price of... Uh, minerals and resources so those sorts of things as much as COVID's been the sort of lightning rod that 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 we might be talking about today uh there are all sorts of examples uh and COVID just is 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 one of them and I suppose what we're we're really talking about is is for for all of us that the biggest distresses are quite often those things we have the least control over yeah certainly and and Country, uh, uh, rural, remote communities are, are, are really good at, at getting organised in terms of engaging and, and through things like their footy clubs or their men's sheds or, or, or just that social connection that, that I suppose country towns are renowned for. Um, but it's, it's staying connected is what's difficult. And like you said, um, FaceTime and Zoom and Teams and, and all of these things that have come up have been a really good stopgap measure and there is I suppose they're a step forward from uh, texting someone because you, you are starting to get some of those visual cues which are so important when we're trying to communicate with people we get so much of our info from 
from the visual cues from them and, and not as much from the actual spoken word. It's how we read their face and those sorts of things. Now, I'm just going to throw to our token young fella, Tom. Not only are you a young fella and probably got more of a socialised than me and Glenn put together here, but also you're, you're, you're a country boy. And, and when we talk, uh, you know, just following up what Glenn's been saying, um, you know, this socialisation, social isolation has hit people pretty hard. But people in the country, I suppose, are, are used to walking, working quite often in isolation. Um, you know, the tyranny of distance, um, you know, farms are getting bigger, country towns are getting smaller. What have been some of your, your observations, mate? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Terry. So I think the big one is obviously not being able to catch up with our mates. So that's going to be prevalent among all the different generations. Um, a big one that's especially for country WA is the, the cancellation of sport because the footy club or the local hockey club is usually that one place where blokes can really catch up and see their mates when they're getting off the tractor for, for once in a, in a blue moon, you know? Yeah, those sporting clubs really are that hub, yeah. that heart of, of, of country towns quite often. That's right, yeah. But personally, my, me and my mates still be able to catch and keep in touch um, during this quarantine. Um, as you mentioned before, like Zoom or there's one called House Party um, where I would catch up and we sometimes have a few beers over the screen and yeah, it's still not, not too bad. I'm um, going to keep in touch a bit. And you still got to make an effort for that stuff, don't you? That's right. That's right. And you really still got to, probably more important than ever, we could check in with our mates at the moment because without the, the footy clubs, without catching up with people, um, we don't know how they're going really, do we? So we've got to make more of an effort, I think. Yep. We've lost that visual, that face-to-face, that eye contact, which is really important, but um, yeah, doing something's better than doing nothing, I reckon, too. That's right, yeah. Look, I've got to spend a bit more time with my girlfriend, like you can look at the positives. Um, <laughs> Con me into getting a dog, though, so that's been a, a whole thing. <laughs> right, yeah. And, yeah. and I suppose, too, that the thing with the, this social isolation is that it has, it's it's strengthened some of the strong bonds. So if, if you're in a good place as it started, you may be in a better place now. That's right. But on the flip side of that, we've talked about a double-edged sword before, on the flip side of that is if you went into this period and things were already a bit rocky, then it's exacerbated some of the problems. That's right. And we, in the work we do, we talk a bit about some of those unhelpful behaviours we can uh, sometimes follow, mate, or go down that negative path. Yeah, that's right, Terry. So as blokes, we do have a propensity to self-medicate. Um, I think especially at the moment when there's going to be a lot of isolation um, a lot of loneliness during this pandemic. People might turn to the bottle or th- some of those typical um, self-medicating um, ways of like people sometimes set, self-medicate with sex, drugs and rock and roll, but that's not always the way that blokes do it. Um, we sort of see that blokes more often self-medicate just by isolation. So they sort of go into their man cave, go into their cave and um, just talk less, get a bit more quiet. Um, I think that's something you've got to watch out for with your mates or even just with your partner to just keep an eye on that because it's usually an indicator that maybe they're struggling a bit. Yep. So now more than ever, we've got to yeah, keep an eye out for that. And it's like any any distress, whether it's a poor season or stuff happening in our personal life or, or this pandemic, it's changes from our normal we want to look out for too, isn't it? That's right, Terry. Yeah. Yep. No, look, and, and it brought up some other interesting uh, research or, or a paper I looked at, and it talks about this dreaded third quarter, and it was some research done by a, a Dr. Kimberly Norris, and she's a psychologist, but in particular does a lot of research into isolated and in confined environments, you know, people who are on spaceships, submarines, you know, Antarctica Research Station. And, and just talks about this, this third quarter. So firstly, we all go through a heightened stage of anxiety, you know, when the initial, 
uh, and things initially hit. Then we sort of settle down, you know, we're given a whole lot of rules and control and we, we form new routines and habits. But, you know, there's always that feeling of loss and a bit of low mood. But but this third quarter, you know, and we've talked, we're, we're at the stage, you know, where finally we flatten the curve, you know, and things look like they're going back to normal. But it, it's just this weird feeling. And, and she just talks about acknowledging people. We have to allow people to have a normal reaction to an abnormal event. Um, and looking in these confined spaces, one of the biggest things quite of, often for dissatisfaction and unhappiness is interpersonal conflict. And once again, we spoke about, you know, all these normal things we do, you know, go to the footy club, catch up with mates, you know, things we do to energise ourselves, you know, help us function effectively, well, have been have been removed. So it is tough. But I think at the same time, Glenn, we've got to have a bit of perspective on this too, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, it, it's interesting to note that, and, and one of the things that we talk about when people are going through a rough trot is don't feel like you're the only one to have ever gone through this. Um, and I suppose as a society and as a world, we've, we have been through it before. The, the world experienced... Um, Spanish flu in uh, 1918, 1919, um, and it was a bigger, badder, nastier uh, virus than the current one. Uh, it killed 15 million people. But what's interesting is if we, uh, if you're a 20-year-old 20, 20 um, and you've just lived through the Spanish flu, um, those people are resilient buggers back then because they've just lived through the First World War, the war to end all wars, uh, they've lived through the Spanish flu. They're about to live through the uh, the Great Depression, the biggest economic downturn ever, and there was no stimulus package, no job keeper. And then after the war to end all wars, they get Second World War and they're <laughs> faced with all of that as well. Mm. So as a society, we've, we've faced these things before, we've coped before, um, not... Not knocking on the head and saying it's it's not difficult. It's 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 bloody hard. But what's important is um, we've been up to the challenge before, and we can be into the future. Yeah, definitely. And and once again, it's just normalising. It's the first time quite often we've been told as a generation, no, you can't do this. Yep. You know, we've got a whole new set of rules we've got to adapt to. So, so we can we always focus on probably what we can't do. But I think these are the times when we've got to look at what we can do. What's in our control? So, what do we talk about, guys? When when to, to help manage these distressing or difficult times? One of the things that we, we do is we look at what are, what are the things we can control and, and, and we go and we attempt to address those. So um, if, if there are things, things that are within our control that we can, that we can take the reins and steer ourselves a course through, uh, and I suppose an, an example of that was leading into this, the all the hoarding and all of that sort of stuff that went on was a disproportionate response to to what was going on. However, taking the reins, taking control and going, okay, if one of us gets crook in the house, I'm going to need a two-week supply of, of food because I'm going to go into self-isolation. That's not hoarding, that's proportionate and, and that was the right thing to do. So taking control of the things we do have control over, washing our own hands, those sorts of steps were things that were with, within our control that we could do to, to help ourselves. So that's one of the steps. That's right. So like a little bit of anxiety is normal. It's helpful really, isn't it? Because you, you should be planning for the future a bit, especially at the moment. So um, allow yourself to have that, but just don't dwell on things that you can't control. 
So our message of talk to a mate um, is about realising we're not alone. So during these these times of uncertainty, difficult times, we've just got to be able to acknowledge how we're feeling and then and then identify key people in our life we can talk to. And, and, and in our last episode, we spoke about having a peer, so a good mate, a partner, um, someone we have an intimate relationship with, a wife or a partner, or, or that mentor, so those older blokes. So, so it is important we, we take time. The three big ones I always reckon is around looking after our sleep, exercise is always important, and um, diet's another good one I think we can have control over. And, and also look, just look, looking at other ways to have some social interaction. And guys, just related to that, just a quick one on how social interactions changed. Prior to COVID, we used to cough to cover a fart. Now we're farting to cover coughs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but also, Glenn, we have to remember this, um, this situation isn't going to last forever. So hopefully we can all learn something from it and um, maybe come out the other side a little bit better off. Yeah, definitely, Tom. So, Tom, Glenn, I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you guys for your input today. Thanks to all our listeners out there. And, Tom, like always, our key message... Yeah, of course, I just got to remember, before it all gets too much, talk to a mate or talk it over with Men's Line Australia. Uh, you can contact them on 1300 789 978. Really important number to remember there. And just our next episode, Podcast 5, will be wellbeing tips. What does all this mean? So we're going to have a look at the definition of our health and wellbeing and I suppose why blokes are behind the eight ball in a lot of health stats. So once again, thanks for listening and everyone take care of that. Thanks for listening to our Working With Warriors podcast series. 